Hello everyone and welcome to episode 37 of Graincast TV. This is Ray and with me tonight I have Cody. Hello. Thomas. Welcome back everyone. And coming back all the way from Hawaii, we have Big Mike Caputo. Aloha. Welcome back, Mike. Thank you very much. It's nice to be here, Ray. Fantastic to be on the show. We're very excited to have you back. I think we were still laughing from the last time that you were on. (laughs) Yeah, I felt really bad. He was only um, on a couple couple weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) After uh, we recorded the podcast for an hour and and my garage band crashed and lost all of it, I felt like a jerk. (laughs) But sorry about that. Ah, that happens to all of us. All good. I'm thank. I'm thankful you, didn't do you guys are having me here again. Yeah, always happy. It's to have okay. You. I wrote down all your jokes, so <laughs> Cody's gonna use them this time. Yeah, I'll use them this time. Yeah, you stole my line, <laughs> bro. <Beat him> to <laughs> it. <laughs> it's actually just all Big Lebowski quotes, believe it or not. That's true. <laughs> I had uh, in my notes here at the top of my list of things I want to talk about. Number one was Lebowski quotes. Um, a lot of Lebowski <laughs> references. And for my intro music, I was going to ask for the Sons of Pioneers, Tumbling, Tumbling Weed. I think we can oblige. See we out west there was this Phil I want to tell you about. Phil by the name of Jeff Lebowski. Thomas, do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Not a clue. <laughs> I think this is a. I think this is a movie I should have watched prior to the show. Yeah, maybe twenty years ago. Yeah, you have to watch that at least once in your life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll work on so, that. Anyway, I'm really glad that uh, you guys are kind enough to have me back. You. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, you have some pretty big stuff going on, so definitely uh, worth it to give you a platform to kind of talk about that on. And I know it's something we're all genuinely interested in. It's Even though it's, already, it's been announced now. But. Yeah, I, I announced it. I think it was yesterday. I, I put it on the Instagram and my Facebook uh, that I'm opening a Hawaii community dark room, and it's going to be called the Hawaii dark room. Oh, uh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> Very awesome. simple. We keep it nice and easy here. Um, All encompassing. You, guys, you probably struggled for a while getting that yeah. name out, eh? <laughs> Just wanted to be inclusive of all the islands, eh? Well, I wanted to call it Ye Old Dark Toilet, but my partner <laughs> had some reservations. And the only reservations he had was that it would be kind of awkward when people are writing the checks over to the official LLC, <laughs> Ye Old Dark Toilet. So he's like, man, I don't know. <laughs> he's like, it's a great name, but... <laughs> I want to bring that, that to the is, bank. And the, and the domain name was taken, so I mean... That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm super excited, and how long ago was that when we were talking about it? It must have been a couple weeks, but... Yeah, two weeks ago. Two weeks weeks ago, ago, I've been grinding on it all day, every day for the last two weeks, just going over the plans. There's a lot more to it than I initially thought, but fortunately, uh, uh, being a fireman, I got a lot of off days. So on those off days, I just throw myself at it all day long. And we're getting it done, and we're going to be open for business March 15th. So I'm very excited. That's awesome. That's That's very soon. I think we'll be up and running well before that, but just to give enough time with the setup and getting the word out, we said uh, March 15th is our target opening date. 
and for the, what's the setup? You just put like a red light bulb in the ceiling. Man, you paper up the windows. What else you got to do there? And and then just make sure the toilet bowl flushes. I guess that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so it, so how many enlargers do you got over there? We're gonna have You're gonna have a few, right? Initially, we're gonna have six, six to wow. six to eight enlargers. And the way we're gonna set it up is, um, depending on how big it is from the start. You, as a member, you could sign up for a block of time when we're open. We're going to be pretty much open all the time, um, evening hours. And you sign up for like a two-hour block of time just on the website as a member, and you reserve your slot for whenever you want to go in. And if you're a drop-in, you just come on in, and if there are enlargers open, you know, you just pay a one-time use fee. Uh, we're going to have chem- chemicals supplied by the dark room. And you just supply your negatives, and we'll have paper there for you too. But the paper oh, you don't you don't oh, supply the nice. negatives. Well, we're gonna have film. I mean, <laughs> I'll sell I'll sell some film. I figure we'll hold a couple film stocks, and you know, to s- sell the people or whatever. That's good. And maybe even have some cameras to loan, loan to members, or you know, direct them towards the thrift stores, whatever. There's always a bunch in the bin. Yeah. But the the paper will be there too. So. Nobody has to go out and really purchase anything. They could just come by the shop, get some film, and then come back, develop it, and print it. It'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, it'd be really cool if you could set something up with the uh, the local thrift stores, like letting them know of the, what you're doing to have them kind of hold that stuff aside uh, to pass along to you, so that people don't have to go thrift store to thrift store. They can yeah. go to one place. You know, it's um, funny. I, I don't see many film cameras in the thrift stores anymore. I think people are snatching them up right when they're in there. Because I used to go yeah, in there. There'd be buckets full. Uh, you know, that's how I found my um, Yashica T4. I found it for a buck at the thrift store. Wow. Yeah, I turned, for a buck? Yeah, I turned that sucker around. I used it for a year and then sold it for... Um, I don't even want to say. Because <laughs> 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 he's the cost to of the a plane ticket right is what you sold it for. <laughs> I sold that thing. I think I must have sold it for like three hundred or something. Oh. It was a while back, Jeez. but so <laughs> I funny funny story about that. I wrote a um, an article for thirty five MMC on. The Yashica T4? Well, it wasn't really the Yashica T4. It was a Canon SureShot Max, but I just scratched off the Canon and put tape over it and then wrote <laughs> Yashica T4 on it because <laughs> <laughs> it, there's not really any difference, you know? I mean, it's about like the same damn camera. And when I took photos and then made prints of them, like 5 by 7 prints or even 8 by 10 prints, I, I couldn't tell the difference. I couldn't tell what's what. I think it's all yeah. hype, man. If it's if it's got a prime lens and it's point and shoot, and you're making darkroom prints with all the dodging and burning and whatever work you do on it, you're not gonna notice the difference. So I thought that was hmm. pretty funny, because I got the Canon that for a dollar too. <laughs> <laughs> funny though, you were never able to sell that one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just laughing at your joke, but I I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, with the uh, with the chemicals for the darkroom, did you decide on what you're going to go with? Yeah. 
I've always been a Kodak man, so we're going to use Kodak D76, Kodak Stop Bath, and Kodak Fixer for film development. And we're nice. We're going to do stock. We're not going to do one shot or any dilution. So the chemicals on the house will be um, stock Kodak D76 because you could reuse that for a long time. And I, yeah. I can probably get maybe 30 rolls from a gallon. About 30 rolls nice. I seem to get. And it also okay. eliminates waste as well, yeah. so you're not you're not splitting up uh, the developer and goes right back in. So that's that's what we're gonna use. And I think for prints, um, we use Kodak Dectol and the stop bath again, and then Rapid Fixer, Ilford Rapid Fixer. I like that stuff because the time required to fix a print drops from five minutes to thirty seconds for RC paper, and for fiber. You're only doing a minute, so it saves a lot of oh. time, especially if you want to do a lot of prints or trying, you know, whatever. It just saves so much time using the rapid fixer hmm. nice. In, instead of the other hardening fixer. And you have to use it for fiber paper if you want to do fiber because that hardener fixer <coughs> is really hard to get out of the fiber paper and requires a lot of wash time. What were the what were the fix times that you said again? So with Ilford Rapid Fixer, RC paper is 30 seconds, and yeah. fiber paper is one minute. Oh, okay. I thought I heard, I heard five minutes. I was like, geez. Yes, five minutes if you print. use the Kodak hardening fixer, the same fixer that um, I use to develop film. So you can also oh, use okay, it for paper, it. that powder, the Kodak powder fixer that makes the gallon yeah. jug. Yeah. But – the prints take five minutes in that fixer, and it's also oh, wow. much much harder to wash out of the fiber. Interesting. So that's why I want to go with the Ilford Rapid Fixer for the fix. Yeah. I am very, very excited. I mean, this is so much fun, and just from announcing yesterday, there seems to be so much enthusiasm from my friends in Hawaii and people who live out here in Hilo, even the other islands. And I'm getting a lot of um, comments from people all over the world, basically, even, oh. you know, people who That's awesome. I know on Instagram, overseas, England, Canada, w Australia, all over the place, they're, they're showing support, which is really nice to have. And Oh, uh, that's fantastic. I think, I think we'll do well. It would be nice well. if you could spend some of that support. Uh, uh, what's that, Cody? I'm sorry. <laughs> would be nice if you could spend some of that support. <laughs> yeah. Do you have like a a GoFundMe or a Kickstarter Good or jam. something? You know what? I'm working on that. So I didn't take out a loan yeah. to do this. I'm using all my personal equipment um, to start off with and then just paying out of pocket for what else we need and paying out of pocket for the rent. So everything is just an expense right now. And yeah. Uh, my goal in this is not to so much make money as to provide the community and myself a place to, to go and print and just grow the film community, have a good time. And I, I really want a space to do this. And I think a lot of other people do too. Uh, they might not necessarily want to invest in all the gear you need to develop your own film and make your own prints. I mean, a lot goes into that. So there's nowhere out here that does it. Nowhere in any of the islands has a dark room like this. I mean, you have to sign up for a semester of college, community college. Sometimes you can't even take it unless you go to the school. So 
it'll really be oh, the man. only place mm. out here to go and do that unless you set up your own dark toilet. So looking forward <laughs> to it. Do you have Which any, uh, any members yet? What's that? Any Any members sign up yet? Well, we don't have, we're not taking memberships just yet. Um, okay. Pe- people are inquiring. There are a lot of inquiries and I haven't started uh, collecting membership fees or anything like that at all. So basically that's coming shortly. Uh, we'd like to yep. get some members signed up right away and there's a lot of interested parties so far. So I think we already have a pretty good membership base. And to answer your question, I am going to launch a Kickstarter. Uh, so that'll be coming out this week because, like I said, I'm, it's all coming out of my bank account, and <laughs> there's a lot of unforeseen expenses coming up that I didn't realize. This is my first time doing a business. I've been a government man my whole life in the military and then a firefighter. So it's a lot of fun, yeah. and there's a small learning curve, but setting up a Kickstarter, and I'm going to offer Prince as rewards uh, day passes to be used whenever and discounted memberships. But for example, like if you wanted to contribute, you're not necessarily going to become a member living out in Canada or Connecticut or whatever. But if you wanted to print, right? So for $25, you get an eight by 10 print and a signed thank you note. And for like, uh, maybe like a $50, uh, reward, you'd get an 11 by 14 fiber print. So, I'm going to offer darkroom prints that I make as rewards for backing the project. I thought that's something fun that could get that's, everybody that's involved to, to contribute. So that's the plan. And uh, I also have a partner. My partner is Eric Leifer, and he owns Big Island Print Shop. And what that is is he prints on aluminum. He prints mm. on uh, – he's, he's basically a machine printing shop, Big Island Print Shop. He does really nice work, and he just moved stores and upgraded his facility. So he's got a lot of of knowledge on, you know, local business, how it works out here. And he's also got his whole shop as uh, a supplement to support this endeavor. So who knows where it's going to go. He he already wants to get a Fuji Frontier to offer color developing. Whoa. Oh, wow. Because there's nowhere on the islands that do that as well. Uh, We had Walgreens pull their last wet lab about a year ago. So there's nowhere on the island you can get film developed. No. Yeah. So that's down the road. That's just like possibilities. I mean, we're we're just thinking all kinds of things right now. And just really excited about getting it started. So literally, there is no, no one on the island does development. Just the university. Uh, the community college has a photography program, I heard. But when I was trying to get this whole thing set up, I was going around uh, looking at different spaces. I went to the East Hawaii Cultural Center. Uh, that's where they have art oh, shows okay. and stuff. And I talked to the guy who runs that. And he also works at the University of Hawaii. And the University of Hawaii has a photography program at the community college but they don't really have it up and running so no there's nowhere man so it's like spend i don't know like 20 30 bucks a month with you or 
thirty thousand dollars with uh, the university. Pretty right. much. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much. Toss up, really. Per year. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to think of a, a reasonable price, something I would pay, and something that would sustain the 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 place, the studio, the equipment, the gear. And I figured thirty five bucks a month for a membership, and with that, you get all the chemistry included and cleanup services. You just come in, make your prints. And, and book That's out nice. and we're gonna have oh, and you clean up after we're gonna have gallery shows we're gonna have membership shows and there's all kinds of stuff planned i think that'll be a lot of fun do a member show at some of the art galleries around here or even in the space we have and it's gonna be a good time it's a great idea yeah i bet there's a few people that would love to even travel there and uh and visit you know what i mean because you guys kind of are a tourist destination, I think. Yeah, and we're so this the place we have is um, on one sixty six. You're gonna like this, Ray Kamehameha Avenue. Oh, <laughs> nice! <laughs> so he's my hero, and that is on Hilo Bayfront, and it's in the main part of town on the main thoroughfare of town. There's a lot of traffic going through there. All the time. A lot of tourists going through there and a lot of locals walking through there. So I believe we'll be getting a lot of walk-ins as well. And we're going to have a sign hanging up. Terrific. It's going to be a lot of fun. That sounds really nice. That's cool. Do you, have, do you have a website in place that we can share? My partner, Eric, he's setting it up right now. It should be out this week. should have the website up by, he said, tomorrow. Okay. So we can put that in our show notes if you don't know the name yet. Well, we got the. Or if we're inventive, we'll like edit this in. It'll be the HawaiiDarkroom.com, I imagine. That's the domain name we purchased. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you purchased it, that better be it. <laughs> yeah. I hope you have it. Then. Unless he bought ye old dark toilet, he might have <laughs> bought that too. Yeah. So, and I'm also going to offer uh, classes. So there's a lot of people interested. In the community wow. that want to take them already, a lot of friends, um, a lot of friends who have, you know, teenagers and stuff that are really into analog, and they wanna, they wanna take classes. So gonna have like black and white shooting 101, film developing, the basics of film developing, and then printing. And I figured we, I'll do um, three segment blocks. You know, one day's film shooting, the next is film developing, and then you come back for the third, which is making a print from your negatives. And then if you want to continue on with some classes, I'll do uh, more advanced printing techniques, like split-grade printing, or just all the, all the finer techniques, dodging and burning, maybe selenium toning the final prints. So I have a lot of classes I want to offer as well. Um that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So are you going to allow uh, walk-ins? So say someone's over there shooting Hawaii on film, traveling from uh, the mainland, and they want to not bring their film back. They just want to go there and develop it and print everything. Are you going to have Ab the doors open to those kinds of people? Absolutely. We're open to the nice. public. I want people to be like, I want to go to Big Island. And I want to go there so I could go to the Hawaii dark room and make prints and shoot the waterfalls and do that and hang out at the print shop and hang out in the dark room and make prints of their vacation while they're here. I'd love that. You know what? I can see that. I can see someone coming, picking up, 
you know, a roll or two of film, you know, learning how to expose it or focus that camera, shooting it for a day or two and then coming back and then developing it or maybe doing one print. That'd be a great thing to do on yeah. a vacation. Yeah, even make just having a print to take home from your vacation that you made while you're there. I think that'd be something special to have yeah. for sure. When are you booking your trip, Cody? We're, we're looking. Right I now. am on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm right now actually. <laughs> you guys should come out <laughs> to the opening party, opening bash, man. Ooh. We're gonna have a grand opening party. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Live, live podcast recording. Ooh, that would be cool. We should, you know what? Once I'm once I'm up and running, we should definitely do that—a podcast from the dark room. Very sweet. Yes, I like it. And really cool. I was serious about like saving saving that this also recording. Go fund me. I'm serious, man. Can we can we like save this? Yeah, yeah. Can you go fund me to Hawaii? Uh, so what you've always been up to? Oh, yeah, man. good question. Looking Thomas, up, anything uh, new? You have been tickets? printing much or what? Um, so, uh, printing since the last podcast recording, I've been doing a ton. And to be honest, I don't even yeah. think I talked about the dark room in any of the podcast yet. I'm not sure. It's possible. Yeah. So. So what did you get? You ended up buying something local, right? Yeah, I went to uh, Burlington Camera, which um, is just like an independent camera store, and they have a basement, and the whole basement is just all darkroom supplies, mm. enlargers, lenses, Man. trays, everything. Uh, so I cool. went there and just kind of, I could have went on like Kijiji or like Craigslist and parted everything out. Uh, but right. I just went there and picked up everything I needed uh, with the help of Mike, which was huge. And yeah, threw it you all probably together. made that guy's day. He's like, here's a young guy keeping film alive. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> Me and my dad went, we spent probably like an hour in the basement just kind of going through everything. He didn't have a clue what uh, anything was, but <laughs> he, he was helping yeah. me out. It was awesome. Just um, look for anything that says made in Sweden or Germany. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, so I've, I've had that in, in my uh, like a spare room in the basement right now. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. I've just been doing like 7x7 medium format prints and then uh, some 5x7 35mm prints. They look and fantastic, Thomas. You're like a master thanks, printer man. already. Out, <laughs> they're outstanding. Really appreciate that. You've been a huge help, though, with that, too. I think every time I have to scroll back in our conversation, even for like the times and stuff, I'm like, wait, what am I doing? And I talked to him so much. It takes so long to scroll back to the top. It was my pleasure, man. I enjoyed all our messaging back and forth, and I was so excited for you when you were setting up shop. And yeah. when I saw what you put out right away, I was like, what? This guy, was he joking how he needed my help? <laughs> <laughs> they were so good. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's a ton of fun. It, it definitely makes you start thinking about work a lot differently. Um, and I don't know about you, Mike, but I enjoy my results better from 35 millimeter. I'm not sure what it is, but I've been getting better contrast and better blacks, um, easier with 35. Are you using the really? same yeah. film stock? Yep. Same film stock. Oh, the yeah. only thing I can think of is either the enlarging lens or the camera lens is making a difference. Hmm. So yeah, I don't know. Both. Well, it's all or subjective, both, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, you look at something. It really is. Really. But is. I remember because I've been shooting with a twenty-eight a lot recently, and people online always mention that it, like it's a contrasty lens, 
and to me like i never really put any thought into it because i can just go into lightroom and reduce the contrast if i don't want too much contrast right right but then when i'm printing i'm getting that contrast right away which was like it's amazing i don't have to run around not really run around but constantly be swapping out contrast filters and adjusting times which is uh really nice but yeah it's a lot of uh backlog of work to go through but it's nice to kind of uh relive those moments that i completely forgot about isn't that the uh, like that's I, so cool right once you have your dark oh, room it's the best. yeah yeah i i've been doing a lot of my ireland stuff of uh, the black and white stuff but i just finished the ones that i really like of that and like i did one from when i was in banff with uh cody and riley last would have been last winter and just even to look at those negatives again it's a really nice moment it's almost just as good as going through an album of prints where you get to actually right. look at the negatives because you're you're not you're making an album of prints yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah but like so, but even getting to see like the outtakes like the stuff that doesn't make it in right right sometimes those are still just as nice to look at or sometimes you realize oh wow why didn't i use this photo before this one's awesome and like your taste changed things look different the second time around to, uh, you get a little bit more critical of your work but i think in a good way did you make yourself a light table or anything to look at look at the old negatives or you just hold them up to the light i just hold them up to a light yeah, yeah. there's like a bare bulb and it's uh it's pretty strong so oh that's good, good enough for me right now i i banged yeah. one together i banged a light table together and it is kind of oh, nice, nice to have the light table set up um to go through them all i made the mistake of not labeling my negatives or in the negative uh, sheets right. so i've got probably yeah. i don't know i've been shooting film like five years now so i've got about f- and when i started self-developing maybe four years ago so i've got about four yeah. years of negatives all in binders i have no idea what's what so finding something's <laughs> difficult <laughs> yeah I, I did that uh last year where i took the time to kind of organize them all into individual binders label them all I'll, I'll have the camera the lens uh and like the month and then each binder is by year. wow yeah so it's pretty it's actually pretty organized that and then like the weather and the mood <laughs> yeah exactly exactly <laughs> shoes i was wearing geolocation data my oh, favorite sorry. color Wait, during this time was blue <laughs> <laughs> soundtrack soundtrack of this role <laughs> yeah nice <laughs> that's awesome and uh, it's it, funny. It's almost uh, like meditative in there. I know that that sounds so cliche. Like everyone always says that about printing, but you get the right music going, and y- you can feel two completely different ways about printing. Something. Hell yeah! I got my printing playlist best. definitely. Yeah. I mean, I gotta I gotta build that out. I've got. Hey, are you on Spotify or Apple Music? How do you share a playlist? Mm, I just I think you can just send a link. Yeah. Yeah, mine will range. Mine will be like slower Maybe stuff. Maybe write them down and send me a postcard. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll put them on cassette. I'll have like sessions. Yeah, put like them on cassette for me. <laughs> Cody's mixtape. Cody, I still haven't found something to play that cassette. I can't believe it. You don't have like a grandmother that has like an old car. or. Man, we, I know we had a, a radio player somewhere <laughs> that had cassette. And I, and I went down there and it was gone. And I was asking where it was. And like, oh, yeah, we threw it out. <laughs> Do you know what? I actually... Um, don't spoil it <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna I, I won't it. but I actually had to procure a cassette player for this as well I didn't have one in my house oh you didn't oh, have one awesome. I thought you just had one no, one to torture no. us I'm gonna have to go to like an audio actually an audio store when my, you have it 
My daughter's car actually has a tape player. I just need her to come home from college so I can listen to it. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Cody, that was a great tape. Thank you so much for sending that. <laughs> <laughs> My pleasure. Hey, where are you uh where are you sharing anything you print, Thomas? Or are you cataloging it somehow online or uh i have highlights on my instagram i have one just for prints um nothing like super formal right now i had one person ask about buying one um but i don't want to just yet i i still want to make sure i've kind of nailed down the process and uh i think i'd like to start with selling some rc not rc some uh fiber before i start selling some rc um yeah so fiber it lasts longer is that what it is fiber is well no i don't necessarily think that's the case it's just much nicer i mean if you're if you're holding a fiber print in your hand and an rc print in your hand you will know which print is nicer? Yeah. I mean, you you can Even just. It's the, like when you put your credit card on the table because they're like, "I'm gonna cover dinner," <laughs> and then your friend like drops a metal credit card. <laughs> it's on it, the table. it's exactly like that. I mean, <laughs> RC prints can You're be speaking like that happened months ago. Yeah, RC prints can be <laughs> yeah, awesome. I do not have a metal, but credit card. Um, there's just something really yeah. special about a fiber fiber based print, yeah. fiber paper print. Cool. Just and, the texture it shows. Yeah, like I I like to print now pretty much all the time on Ilford art 300 fiber paper. And it's, it's a hundred percent cotton rag paper, you know, heavyweight. It's just a beautiful paper. And the first time oh, okay. I finished a print on that, I was like, Oh my goodness, this stuff is so awesome. It's, it's just fantastic. And then that's the, an, that's an expensive decision to make. <laughs> yeah. I think a box of 30, 11 by 14 go for about, uh, $80. So yeah. it's not too bad. It's not horrible. It's not horrible. And what I usually do is I'll make a print on RC paper first. And I yeah. kind of got it down where I know the time difference because it requires different right. amounts of light. And it seems, especially with, uh, the contrast on the fiber paper, you need additional time so a lot of times I'll do the split grade printing with the fiber paper to get the right contrast I want. But, um, you know, when you just see a fiber print when you're holding one, it's it's just better in my opinion. So yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thomas, you've been printing on the fiber? No, just RC. Um, I have – I went through what? So my sister had some really old uh, – Ilford RC multi-grade paper like sitting in a closet since like 2001 uh, and wow. it, it printed just as well as my brand new pack of 50 so I burned through two of those so I think I went through probably your sister was cooler than you I know <laughs> she, she was in the she's in the game before if she stuck with it she would have had yeah. so many cameras for a steal of a price <laughs> she wow. could have picked up all the uh, all the contacts tees <laughs> <laughs> she could have um but yeah i went through all of that and i think i have around 50 or 40 pages left and i think after that okay. then i'll make an order for some more rc and then my first box of uh that 300 that you recommend and see how that so goes. when when i first printed on that that was the first fiber paper i printed on and yeah i i made my first print with that fiber paper and i 
took it out of the out of the wash and I held it up and I said, "Oh my god, I can't believe I've been printing on RC this whole time after I saw that fiber print." <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. the extra effort is so much worth it and it's really not that much. If you use that rapid fixer, yeah. it's only a minute in the fixer. It then it's a 5-minute wash underwater, another 10 in some hypoclear and then you just have to rinse it for maybe another 15 minutes or so. So it's really only you, one extra step. What do you use for rinsing? Like, do you just put it in a tray and let the water run? Yes. Okay. Yep. Got yep. it. Just put it under the sink. So yeah, That's all I do. I was hoping I didn't have to buy anything else. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't get fancy with my water source. Whatever comes out of the drain, yeah. you know, out of the sink is fine for me. So, I mean, yeah. even when, I, the, when I'm printing at home, we're on a catchment system. At the house, yeah. and I just use catchment water for developing. Yeah. That's water from the sky. That's correct. Yeah, so we don't have um, we don't have county water. We just uh, have a ten thousand gallon tank in back, and it goes from the roof into the gutter into the tank, then pump back into the house. Mm. Oh, awesome! Man, that sounds like a big tank. Yeah, it is a big tank, ten thousand gallons. That's uh, yeah. That's the funny thing about like developing and printing too, is when you start out, everything seems like it's so exact. Like you worry about like the temperatures and um, getting the right dilution of the stock chemical uh, and the times and everything. But so much of it is like, it doesn't really matter that much as long as you're consistent with it. That's correct. I I found that to be exactly the case. I don't even take temperatures anymore of anything. So yeah, I, I, do, I can't remember the last time I took it, taken a temperature and I don't even use stop bath for developing. Well, you just use water. I just, I just rinse it off and then I fix it and that's it. Nice. Mm. Yep. Save yourself a chemical step right there. I, uh, I just use yep. my finger. So I wave my finger under the sink. I see yeah, that feels about right and, and use it. So yeah. well, uh, one thing too, with the, with the, um, film developer, I kind of have it in a room that's always about 70 degrees. So I really don't need to measure it since (laughs) I'm using stock. It's true. Your climate is pretty steady. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually freezing here, bro. By 2 o'clock, you know exactly the temperature every day. No, 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 no. It is freezing here right now. Like this morning when I rode my motorcycle to work, it must have been 59 degrees. I think think that's the equivalent to like maybe 14 degrees in Connecticut. That's perfect. Yeah, so like freezing here is below sixty. Yeah. That's when water starts to freeze in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> Different That's physics. the truth, dude. We actually got a bunch of snow last night. So did you really? No way. Yeah, I could see the the summit of Mauna Kea from from my fire station, and and it's covered with snow right now. Wow. Pretty cool. Maui got snow Ski too. Season is open. Maui got snow yesterday. Maui snowed below the tree line, so you did know, it really? Yeah, um, in a state park, up on or a national park. I forget which one on Maui, but uh, trees and bushes, everything wow. was covered in snow. Pretty crazy. Are you still shooting a lot with four by five? All the time. Yeah. Nice. So I am so hooked on large format now ever since <laughs> I, I busted. I had that camera that was my grandfather's camera, and I had it for years sitting around. And just the extra it's, steps, uh, what, you know. What, you, what camera is it? So it's a speed graphic. Nice. Is it the one with the uh, 
the local plane shutter or what focal plane shutter focal it's got the ground glass on the back is w- what i use um the lens the sh- has a shutter and then the back of the camera has that plane yeah so i guess it'd be the oh, plane. okay nice but I, I don't use that no the it's like a curtain hang on focal your focal plane means it's on the back because uh, some there's a there's a speed graphic where you can have it in the lens, the shutter, but you can also have it on the back on the film plane. Oh really? And the reason for That's that a huge shutter. Oh, it's massive. But the thing is, then you can shoot up to a thousandth of a second. Ah. So, so it has with, uh, that four by five. You can shoot faster than a Hasselblad. Oh wow! Yeah. Everything shoots faster than a Hasselblad. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine's got that, but all the lenses I have also have shutters on them. So I just use the the lens shutters. Yeah, and I've been shooting a lot of the direct positive paper in that four by five. It's so cool. Oh, nice. That that stuff is awesome. Um, it's can you get that in like eight by ten paper too? Yeah, or different sizes. That's my next thing, dude. I'm gonna build a eight by ten pinhole. How much oh, longer yeah. until you do uh, tintypes, do you think? <laughs> well, platinum first, and then I guess I'll migrate towards tintypes. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so much I want to do. I love photography, man. I like have this giant list of, of ideas and just things I want to shoot and stuff I want to try, and I don't even think I'll be able to get to a quarter of it this year, especially yeah. setting up a dark room. But the eight by ten pinhole yeah. is definitely on the horizon because that's a pretty easy way. Hey, can you copy a direct to positive uh, print, or do you have to take a photo of it and then? Yeah, it's one shot deal. Print that. So I've been scanning them after I make them just to share them oh, on yeah, the Instagram or whatever. But each one is its own <laughs> unique stupid. thing. It's like a Polaroid, <laughs> right? Photocopier, yeah, yeah. buddy. Photocopier. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, you disappeared. What is scanning. You disappeared, Cody. You fell off the. Do you, do you really exist anymore? I, I you you nope. went off Instagram. <laughs> yeah. You went you dark again. I'm, read, I'm reading books. Man, that's excellent. How's that been? Uh, cutting out everything, Cody. I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. I had no doubt. I actually deleted the Twitter and Instagram. Oh, deleted. Oh, delete. So not just disabled. It's not even on hold. Like it's gone. Excellent. Uh-huh. That's a nice move. Yeah. Yeah. I posted my last Instagram today for a while because I have nothing new. I haven't been shooting anything. So I'll be on hiatus until I shoot something again. Uh-oh. It's been quiet, so. When are you going to go hunting? When are you going out shooting again? Uh, I don't know. I don't have any I don't have any plans right now. Um, I know, I think Ashley is once again hinting at another uh, photo walk down in Mississippi. Ooh. Maybe this spring. So that might be my next time is not till, uh, not till spring. I liked hearing that. That uh, story when you were talking about it on the podcast after you did it, it was it was cool. Yeah, that that Jackson photo walk was was amazing. Sounded like a lot of fun. Yeah, have to see if we can get you on the next one. Man, I'd like to take a trip. I'm I'm in need of a trip. So boring out here in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. To it do. won't be once you have a dark room open. <laughs> Nothing new about surf and read books. Oh, Ray, what was that that tall ship that you just posted that I, I commented on? What's the oh, name of that ship? That was in uh I can't remember the name of that one, the one in Salem, but the one that I was uh I did a crew of was the yeah, Liberty Clipper out of Boston. 
and we did a, a tall ship race out of uh, uh, I want to say Rockport. And Hang on. So by tall ship, you mean it's just literally yeah, tall like three, because it's a sail three ship? mast sailing ships, like pirate ships. And uh, the guy invited me to be on his crew, so we no did way. a uh, race out in the ocean. And uh, the high sail, which is the front highest sail, about ten minutes out, snapped and came smashing down to the deck. <laughs> oh. And uh, bounced over the edge into the ocean. So the Coast Guard came and picked it up. But uh, we ended up finishing the race with our remaining masts that we had on it. But it was pretty, uh, pretty wild experience. Wow. So pretty much everyone on the boat was about half masked is what you're saying. <laughs> exactly, yes. <laughs> and full of rum. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, that guy was very cool. Get out. How long did the whole race take? Uh, we were out there four hours. Oh man! So literally, like, did you wear gloves, or were your hands like ruined from salt water and ropes? No, I had gloves on. Um, yeah. There was, uh, let me think, maybe 20, 20 tall ships out there. Wow! For the race, and some some of them just flew. It was amazing seeing those things take off. Yeah. Do they like list? Is that what it is? Yeah. They, like, oh jump yeah. To the side. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, stuff huh. was, you know, shit was rolling down across the deck. And if you're not paying yeah. attention as the uh, as you change direction, you still think flinging towards the yeah, nails, yeah. You start going flinging towards the uh, far end of the boat. Oh, man. Wow. Ray overboard. <laughs> <laughs> Leave them. But, but you were saying, Mike, that you have a story to, to share about working a boat yeah well i I was a merchant marine for a long time i I worked on ships for like eight years but um this is a different story so when i saw that tall ship picture after i got out of the military um (laughs) i must have been like 21 years old me and my friend were just working construction and i don't know how we came across this thing but it was for the young america um, tall ship out of philadelphia and camden new jersey it was gonna do tours up and down the delaware and then sail to belize for the winter and do um like a dive cruise for passengers and we thought man this is so cool let's do it so we took a greyhound bus out to philly and we got on board and and we're the only two crew members uh besides the captain and his family and man we we were a bunch of roughnecks back then, right? Just boozing all the time and stuff. And eventually the ship went across to Camden, New Jersey, but there was nothing to do there. So we'd take this little dinging across to Delaware. And uh, <laughs> we saw G-Love and the Special Sauce at this bar called Live Live Bait, I think. And then we got back in the dinghy to cross uh, the Delaware River, and I gunned it, and we both fell out of the dinghy. And it was like in the <laughs> middle of winter. <laughs> and the dinghy is just going in circles and he's like oh we're both sinking we got coats and boots on he's like man i'm gonna i'm, oh, gonna, I'm gonna get it so he went to try to grab the dinghy he got run over and the prop hit him and oh <laughs> man fortunately he had like uh, a thick leather jacket on and i was going down because i had like the navy pea coat on so i was sinking and so he, he let go of the dinghy and I'm trying to help him and I'm drowning and and he's drowning. But eventually we made it to the dock somehow. And uh, to get <laughs> to get out of the water, I, I don't know how we made it out of the water because we were so exhausted. 
we were drunk, we were waterlogged, and when we got out there, it was like, you know, the police department, the fire department was there, there were news cameras, I don't know how the hell they came. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Best thing to happen to the city in years. Yeah, so he went off to the hospital to get his back checked out, and somehow they let me go and get back in the dinghy and take it across the river. <laughs> and <laughs> They didn't learn <laughs> I did, and then I crawled back on the ship and went into my my uh, crew quarters, went to sleep, and then the captain was trying to wake us up in the morning, and he's like, "Hey, where's Jack?" I'm like, "I don't know, <laughs> I <have> no idea." <laughs> we, weren't you guys out last night? <laughs> so, so we were wandering around. We were going to all the hospitals looking for him, and I guess the hospital misplaced his clothes. And he walked from Philly all the way to Camden in a hospital nightgown in daylight. (laughs) After that, the captain... So is the trick to being a sailor just always drinking or what? Well, I don't remember. Those were the... I was in my 20s, man. Who knows what happened back then, you know? (laughs) I do remember, though, that the captain laid down the law and he's like, okay, he gave us this list of rules we had to follow. After that, we're like, all right, fuck it. We jumped ship. We just uh, booked out in the middle of the night and took a Greyhound back to Chicago. So, (laughs) needless to say. You didn't even make it to the ocean. We did not make it to the ocean or Belize. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, that's my tall ship story, Ray. (laughs) Yours is a lot better than mine. I got to work on my story. (laughs) Yeah, Ray was just half masked. That's uh, that's the you know. Yeah, it's kind of funny because I wound up as um, a few years later, I wound up as a merchant marine. So that I mean, that was my profession before I became a firefighter here in Hawaii. I uh, I so worked did you have on one standard route or what? I worked on cruise ships. I worked for NOAA. I worked for Military Sealift Command. I sailed as Man, that sounds cool. the safety officer for Norwegian Cruise Line, and then got my mate's license and worked for NOAA and, yeah, MSC for a while. But uh, you're gone a lot. I mean, when when you're a seaman, you're, uh, the schedule is four months out and two months off. So it's tough, well, with, it's tough with kids. That, you know, it's like tough. you're constantly deployed yeah. and you miss everything. This is much better. I, I prefer doing yeah. what I do now. So. I bet. But it was a lot hey of fun. Hey, Mike, you'll appreciate, you'll appreciate this. I'm talking with my uh, buddy from uh, Ireland. In the next five years, um, he's getting his uh, sailing license, and he's going to buy a some kind of large sailboat, and we're going to take six months off and sail from Florida to Dublin uh, wow. across the Atlantic. Yeah, so oh. we we got that in the works right now. Oh man, I don't know when, but within five years. We're not Newfoundland to Dublin. What's that? We're not Newfoundland to Dublin. I'm sure that will be one of the stops. We got to plan it out. Yeah. I think right now we're looking at Florida to Bermuda to the Azores to Portugal to Ireland. Holy cow! Well, the Florida Jeez. would be nice because then you could go up to like Africa, then go north. Oh, the long way. Right. I, I am the captain now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> Man, that's going to be a fantastic trip. Yeah, yeah. I got to get my license too in case he like keels over halfway, <laughs> right? And I have to. Yeah, it's over. all autopilot. I thought. Man, that's it's gonna, autopilot. That's going to be quite the uh, 
the photo story. Yeah, maybe I can get you guys to help me build a dark room on the boat. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, when are you going to do that, Ray? Within five years is the plan right now. We're in the uh, high-level talks right now. That's incredible. That's a trip of a lifetime type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking to Linda about it, and she's like, you have to do it. You know, no matter where you're working, quit if you have to, but you're not going to get that opportunity again. That's yeah. awesome to get that kind of support to, to do something yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah, as the crow flies, it's 6,688 um, kilometers Oh, from just, Miami to Dublin. Just a few days. <laughs> yeah, leave on leave on Friday afternoon. Get back in time for work on Monday. Yeah, yeah my, my my friend Dave, I think he estimates it's about four months to get out there. But mm-hmm. we want to do stops in different countries, so yeah, it takes like, six months, like a year, or something. Like, I'd imagine. So, so yeah, now we'll sail back. That's a cool way to do it. I thought you just said like a trade wind and you're gone. Poof. <laughs> so I I did that crossing. Um, multiple times i went from germany to uh hawaii a couple times which was wow which was yeah from bremerhaven germany and then you know we went through the panama canal germany to hawaii there's a continent in the yeah, way that's where the panama canal is there so that what was, was it about five months actually i think we did it in in under a month we hmm. we stopped along the way to pick up passengers. We did repo, repositioning cruises, so oh, probably not a sailboat then. No, 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 no. This was uh, okay. a twenty five hundred passenger cruise ship that, oh. that I did it on. Yeah, those move a little bit better. Yeah, so it went it went quick. And have a lot of alcohol. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't able to drink, so I was zero tolerance. That's the policy. So when I'd be on board for four months, no drinking. Wow. Because of the position I had. but uh, Yeah. Well, I imagine. I mean, it it was really fun to do, even on a cruise ship, but to do it by sailboat like you're going to do it, that's just going to be outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to keep this moving. So I keep bugging him. Ask him if you bought a boat yet. So is, is that Good the thing. next step? He's got to get the that's boat first? Yeah. He's going to get the boat, and he's going to train on it. Oh, okay. To get his uh to get his license, his captain's license and then I'm gonna fly down and I'll get the license on the boat too. Maybe maybe train for a week or two before you cross the Atlantic. Yeah. <laughs> I, figure, I figure a week a week's gotta be plenty. A week. <laughs> so we don't need to bring food, we'll just catch it. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I like your style. I like your style of planning. <laughs> I'm ready. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Oh, I'm envious. There's a book out there I read about a guy that floated from Africa to, like, the Barbados, I think. A book? Yeah. It's one of those books you read after you go, not before you go. Don't read it now for (laughs) for notes? (laughs) No. He was drifting. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh, man. You just need suntan lotion and a pocket knife. That's all you need. Yep. Nothing to cut. And a camera. And the camera. camera. Oh, you got to bring the Nikonos for that one. Thomas has it. Yeah, you, I'll send bring it, Thomas. I'll send it back. Yeah, bring Thomas. There we go. <laughs> Thomas, document this. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll just be dragging in the water behind. <laughs> A little inner tube. <laughs> how is it? How do you say it, Thomas? How do you say that camera's name? Nikonos. That's how you say it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It just must be my Chicago. 
I, How do you say it? I could it? be saying it wrong. The Nikanos. <laughs> Nikanos. Because if it's because Nikon is actually Nikon, so it should be Nikonos, right? Yeah, that's what I hear a lot of people say. It just sounds or, funny. Or Nikonos. Sounds yeah. Nikonos weak. Sounds just like Americans a, don't. Nikonos I hear Nikonos. Like I hear Nikonos a lot too. Yeah. Oh, do you? Yeah, I hear people say I've Nikonos. I've always said Nikonos. I feel like that's a resort destination. Yeah. Mykonos. Mykonos. <laughs> Mykonos is the place, right? Mykonos. Just off of Belize. Yeah. Doesn't well, sound tough enough. Mykonos is an island off of Greece. Gonna take my Mykonos, my Nikonos to Mykonos. Wait, how do how do you say <laughs> Nikon? Nikon. Oh, I Nikon. say Nikon. Yeah. I said Nikon. Yeah. Nikon. I don't even bother saying yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I I just say Canon. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's that's great. Dude, I got the I read a uh, joke the other day. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Let's hear it. It's a short one. Any anytime you set up a joke, it's never good though. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm sure it'll be people, terrific, people Cody. Telling me now that <laughs> it'll be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be the the best. Outstanding. Uh, I can't wait to hear you deliver it. <laughs> <laughs> a friend was telling me that he can now uh, print his own gun, like a pistol. Huh? Like a 3D print. But I mean. I've had a Canon printed for years. <laughs> <laughs> Dad jokes are the best. Absolute best. <laughs> sure sign that you're a father, Cody. <laughs> yeah. Have you, have you guys ever thought of jokes uh, too? Like printing d- digitally like that? Like with a Canon printer or something like that? Like on, I, I had an Epson on printer paper. once. Yeah, it was kind of fun. Yeah. And then like, the printhead went bad and... Ink is like three hundred bucks a shot to refill the whole printer. Is it that much? It's not fun. Oh yeah. You buy some nice rag paper. That must you must go through a whole cartridge like for for one rag paper. If if you print on rag, if you print color, yeah. that would be crazy. The cost. That's gotta be crazy. Yeah. I know. Uh, what's his name? Prints on it a lot. Uh, Ryan. What's his last name? Ryan Muirhead. You guys familiar oh, with really? Him? Yeah, he does a ton of printing on uh, one of those printers. But, yeah, I think that's how he sells all his work is, like, he actually prints Pistol it. printer. Yeah, he mm-hmm. prints it himself and then ships it out. So he's got to charge a lot then for one print, keep that machine filled. He must have to charge quite a bit to, to for the cost of yeah, the Yeah, he would have to charge ink. a lot for that. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure his prints are on the uh, – the higher end side. Peter Lick side. Mm. Peter Lick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I seriously want to meet that guy. You are, I really think you are I Peter think Pete Lick. and I could be friends. You could be. You know? He'd probably buy dinner. Because I think we're both highly underappreciated. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you, Cody. Even though you don't <laughs> exist anymore. You you sold oh. a print for more. Remember that. Yeah, that's true. Oh yeah, I sold Ray a print, and I sold you a print. Millions, man. Millions. <laughs> Cody, we didn't get what you've been up to. Um, I've actually been up to zero zilch. Been up to nothing. It's been like minus a million here for the last few weeks. That's cold. Yeah. Yeah. It is cold. <laughs> it's cold. It's very cold. <laughs> no, no yeah. shooting at all. No, literally. Uh, no family? No. No. I did a little on like my digital camera. I, like, We went to uh, 
a little theme park in town. Nice. Where it's inside. So we went on like a little kid kids' rides. So took a couple shots. And that was it. Do, yeah. Does your camera I mean, lock up it's when it's cold. that cold out there? Do you have problems with it at all? Um, in after minus twenty Celsius, some cameras, um, the shutters will lag, and like the oils in the camera and stuff will get cold because they're a little old. Mm. Um, so I did send my Leica in to get a CLA, and that helped. Um. And then for digital, I've had it where it's been like minus 30 and like the screen just disappears. <laughs> like it doesn't work anymore. Wow. But uh, it still worked. It's just like it would dis- like just things would stop working on it. Um, yeah, you kind of need that. But yeah, but it was it was really cold, though. Like the Leica camera I have, it's metal. So like, of course, it's going to get really cold. Do you ever get concerned with? film cameras like advancing them when it's super cold no no i i usually keep Maybe my film cameras though. inside of my jacket when it's that cold smart i uh i i just i love how stiff the focus gets on them it oh, does. totally it like, does you you yeah. can take the finest adjustments because it takes like so much strength just to move it <laughs> feels like it's going to crank the lens off the mount you feel like you jammed it yeah really yeah and then you bring it inside. Big. and you Funny thing with rangefinders too is because you're always putting it up to your eye. Yeah. I'm, anytime you breathe, it just crystallizes on whatever's there, right? Mm, right. Yeah. So I'll end up with the whole back of the camera is just like frosted. Oh, <laughs> you're composing with your left eye, eh? Yeah. I do. I'm a left eye. Yeah, I am too. The right, the right well, eye doesn't you? always work. No, I'm, I'm right eye with that. Yeah. I wish. Really? Yeah. Do you keep both your eyes open when you focus rangefinders, right? No, no, I gotta close my left. Huh. I don't know what I do. It's too bad. I open it once in a while to see if I can do it, and I never can. I almost fall over. <laughs> I almost fell over on the carousel. Those are fast. That thing made me dizzy. <laughs> Thomas is trying. Yeah, so right eye, I have to, I have to, I have to close my eye with my right eye. Wait, I have to close an eye with my right eye, and then with my left. No, left eye I can keep open. Yeah, that same way if I'm shooting with like a DSLR as well, it's uh, I shoot with my left eye, but my right eye is always open. So my peripheral vision, when I'm shooting, oh, really? whatever's to my right, I can like visibly see. Um, oh wow! But I can't shoot with my right eye unless I like forcibly close my left eye. I'm not good at closing it. I can, I can do the both. I can do both eyes. How do you but, How do you see? Um, I keep them open. Oh, I thought you just said you keep both closed. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, uh, I can, but I hugely prefer keeping the right eye closed and just using the left. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I'm not even good at closing my right eye. <laughs> Jeez. How am I taking any photos? This is such a struggle. Hmm. That's why I use the Hasselblad. So you don't have to yeah. close any eyes. <laughs> exactly. It's probably, it's probably why I like it so much. It's less stress. You think as photographers, there'd be like some kind of like eye exercise book <laughs> circulating. Oh, I know. That's like my big Cody, that could be that. the uh, second edition of your taco book. <laughs> That's true. I should come up with a like eye exercise book. To work off the tacos, you should uh, exercise your eyes. Have you guys ever seen the uh, the exercises that some athletes do with their eyes before like a game? 
No. So no. I've seen like a couple of hockey players do it and it's, I guess to get your eyes like more snappy, but they'll be standing there looking and they'll just be like focusing on objects like left to right, like over and over again to get their eyes really? like used to quickly moving back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> Hmm. Like and even if you do it for patches. a bit, it kind of like wakes you up a bit. That's crazy. Interesting. Yeah. So next time you're gonna go shoot, look like look like a crazy person for a sec. Well, <laughs> I'm lucky that that hill and that tree and rock won't move. I yeah. Know. yeah. <laughs> Use your open eye, Frank. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Naked Gun, right? Looking into the microscope with the closed eye and keeping the other one open. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh. Hey, Mike, do you think you'll be doing uh, a lot of Instagram stuff with uh, um, oh, the yeah. darkroom? Like Instagram live, that kind it? of stuff? Yeah, I'm I'm going <clears> to – I'm an Instagram beast. I love that app. I'm on there all the time. So Yeah, you kill it. I made the page, and I'll be, I'll be making stories for the Hawaii darkroom. It's um, at Hawaii darkroom, and I'll be doing a lot of stories there, and I'm going to be – uploading stuff all the time of you know members um prints people developing yeah definitely be very active on that site for sure awesome and cody would uh, like to know if you're gonna do any videos in uh short shorts of course <laughs> jean shorts, jean shorts. Jean shorts. i, I own yeah. no other shorts. kind <laughs> that's it <laughs> <laughs> telling you man i'm gonna make it to lemmy status you know lemmy's old jean shorts were the my favorite style so i i don't have the guts to be there just quite yet but i'm getting there <laughs> I'm, I'm on the two inch inseam right now so we'll see <laughs> just wash them a few times and it keeps getting shorter yeah i see guys walking around with the shorts down their knees said, what is that it looks like a skirt you might as well have pants on <laughs> yep just for you cody you get it to Although, the point where gotta get it to the point where it's just frayed no inseam <laughs> just the phrase oh they are my <laughs> wife she's like you're not going out in public like that are you <laughs> are you, you're really not leaving the house in those Challenge things are accepted. you <laughs> so you never say that to me of course i'm gonna know <laughs> good fun <sighs> Yeah. Yeah. So I'm be super active, super active, as much as possible. Good, Already man. got a good following there. Oh yeah. What are you guys at now? Like 2,055. 2,055 peoples. So it's cool. What? Twenty-five thousand yeah. people? No, 2,055. Oh. Yeah, so we, yeah, that, I, is, that is still good, man. Yeah, already got a good little following at the Hawaii darkroom, so there, there definitely seems to be some interest. And I just converted over my second account, so maybe that's why too. <laughs> yeah, don't don't give away the secrets. <laughs> okay, cut that out, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had that old account I never use. You know, this is like <clears throat> my old Sync CPEC account where I just used to post the even goofier stuff than the goofy stories I do. So <laughs> that was a go- that was a goofy account. Yeah. I hadn't been on there. It must have been over a year. A couple years probably. It's just been That's lying there of, uh, dormant, waiting for the Hawaii darkroom to take over. 
Speaking of goofy, do you guys remember the uh, those goofy YouTube videos I used to make? Yes. I had someone in downtown camera. It was like a, a middle-aged lady who stopped me in the doorway after I picked up my negatives. And she's like, I know you. No and way. Like, oh, really? And she's like, That's yeah, awesome. you're, you're Thomas. And she just kind of looked at me and I could tell she was trying to figure out my last name. And I'm like, Skrull? And she's like, yeah, the guy with the Hasselblad from YouTube. And I'm like, no nice. Oh, yeah. You're a celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. It's a weird finally, feeling. Finally a celebrity in your own town. You should change your name to Thomas Hasselblad. <laughs> should. But yeah, it's uh, it's weird. I think I got to I gotta start doing that stuff again. Um, Even like it, when I'm on like my Gmail, like clearing out junk mail or like the, how it filters it to like social and stuff. I'll always go yeah. and be like, oh, crap, there's a whole bunch of YouTube comments that I've just never acknowledged. <laughs> and a lot of them are like no people like asking for videos and stuff. And I just, just uh, haven't got around to it. So but you haven't stayed up more. to date with your account then? They, they must be pretty old, the videos, huh? Yeah. Yeah. But we'll see. What's the account I'm going to have, have to go watch them? Oh, you haven't seen them yet? No. Oh, man. Uh, I think it's just Thomas Girl if you search that. There's uh like fifty three or fifty four videos. I did I did one a week for a year. Oh wow, cool. Yeah, yeah. And we'll go have a watch for abruptly. sure. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever thought of doing anything like longer end like that, or are you kind of like you kind of own the Instagram platform? I don't know why you would drift away from it, but um, have you had any interest in anything like that? Mm. No. Just for the, the dark room, having like tutorials and stuff, or. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, yeah. it might be a really True. good idea. I'm gonna put it down in my notes right now. As far yeah. as me personally, I I just goof around with the uh, Instagram stories, yeah. you know. But um, maybe for something like the the Hawaii darkroom, yeah, that might be a really good idea. Sure. Yeah. Or even try to find someone within the community that can like run it and you oversee it, just because of how much work it is. Like you running the darkroom also do like shooting yourself and then working like that would be uh quite the task it, it's pretty time consuming i imagine but if Edit. anyone if anyone can do it i put my money on you being able to fit it all in <laughs> <laughs> thank you yeah it's uh it is a lot of work so yeah i, I made a little super 8 video i just had, uh, put together something from some old stock i had i mean i have a really good time editing videos i like doing it yeah, it's a lot of fun. Whether it's sixteen millimeter stuff or Super Eight, or even what I take with my iPhone for the um, Instagram yeah. stories, so it's a good time putting the soundtrack. How is uh, Super Eight? What's that? How is Super Eight? Like, how do you like it? Because I know uh, our we had a previous guest, Andrew, and uh, I think he just went to California, and or he's going to California. I think he came back. He came. He's back, back now. He's back yeah, now. and he took some eight uh, Super Eight there. That's great, uh, especially since yeah. Kodak's releasing Ektachrome, new Ektachrome in Super 8. I mean, it's out now, so that is awesome. And I love Super 8. It's just yeah. so damn expensive to shoot Super yeah. 8 or 16 millimeter. I, you could shoot 16 millimeter for the same price as Super 8. It, um, there's labs, and the developing costs and scanning costs are pretty much equal. So, wow. really? Yeah. Super 8 is pricey. If you shoot one roll, it's going to cost, by the time you process, scan, color correct, it's going to be like 100 bucks. you know, with, oh. the, with the cost of the film. 
and the scanning developing it's like a, you're looking at like eighty dollars minimum so for huh. three minutes of footage that's pretty expensive yeah and for me I, I just don't have the kind of money to do that i mean every now and then i would shoot some make a video and i was really into it for a while but I, i'm like man i can't i cannot continue to do this my children have to eat you know i gotta pay the <laughs> phone bill <laughs> so <laughs> you got to really pick and choose. Okay, how how do I want to spend my money that I have available on photography? Do I want to do motion picture? And I just really like, you know, the dark room and that kind of stuff. So the yeah. motion picture stuff, I sold all my equipment. I sold it all. And I used that money to buy film, you know, set myself up with uh, large format stuff so I could finally get into large format. So no more Super 8 on the horizon for now. Damn. Yeah, which is unfortunate because I, I'd like to do it again. And I, I still have a list of um, movies I want to do in 16 millimeter or Super 8, you know, just little shorts. I have all these ideas and stuff, but I don't know. Eventually, one day I'll get to them. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you guys, have you shot it recently? Is any Super 8 or 16 or anything like that? I've, I've never shot it. Yeah, I've never touched it. Oh. Well, yeah. you should at least do it once just to just to do it. I mean, you could find an old used Super 8 camera for probably 10 bucks. So at least just do it yeah. once just to be able to have one file of it or be able to shoot the new Ektachrome, <laughs> and then you'll be able to project it, you know, in like the old-fashioned way because the Ektachrome you, huh. you put up in the Super 8 projector and – how fun is that? Ah, yeah, that'd be fun. That is pretty cool. Yeah. I was kind of hoping the uh, that Kodak eight Super eight millimeter, um, you know, they had the camera with like the digital viewfinder though, and it also records right. the audio. I was really hoping that that was going to come in at a better price point, so more people would jump on it. What like, is I it? I was at? even interested. What's it's the like price? Three grand. What? Three grand? Yeah, I think three grand US, I believe. Holy cow! Could be wrong. I don't know why that number is sticking yeah. out though. I'm like ninety yeah. percent sure that's what it was. I'd buy. Is a, there a cheaper a one car. like called Grade Eight? Um, interchangeable C lens mount though. It's kind of nice. Yeah, around twenty five hundred to three grand. That's according to the Verve. Verge. I would even have a hard time spending $250 or $300 on a Super 8 camera. Uh, yeah. You could find really good ones for under 50 bucks. I I think those on eBay for uh, 50 bucks. It on that week though. I used the Canon 814 auto zoom that I got it at the thrift store for $5, but I've seen those online anywhere from, you know, 10 to 50 and it's, it's it was a really nice camera. Hmm. So, who knows? You guys should do it once, though. So much fun. The uh, Kodak Vintage M2. $19. Kodak M12, $28. It's just like anything with film, though. You know, you do it once, and then you'd be like, oh, man, I want to do more. I want to keep going. (laughs) That's why I don't want to (laughs) start. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's just another money hole for sure. <laughs> like watches. Man, they don't even have a price on the website. 
Is it out yet? The Kodak oh, maybe one? Maybe not. I thought it was coming out. I wasn't sure if they released it or not yet. I bet I bet you it doesn't come out to like a mass release. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, just sign up for updates. And it's been like that for the past couple of years mm. now, I think. Yeah. Nice looking website though. Projecting that fresh ectochrome on the walls got to be so cool though. Go to, you yeah, know, I bet that'd be nice. That's why I like to shoot slide film so much too. It's really fun. Torture my kids, make them sit down and watch the slideshow. <laughs> Look at the slides. <laughs> it's like grandpa's old slideshow at my house all the time. <laughs> Look at our vacation. <laughs> Hang the sheet over the, the LNI. Project yep. onto it. Absolutely. That's another thing we're going to do. We're going to have slideshows at the dark. Oh, room. at the lab? Yeah, that would yeah, be cool. Definitely. Yeah. So people could shoot slide film and then bring in their slideshow. So when we have like a gallery, we'll have the gallery, then we'll have the slide projector going, DJ, all kinds of fun stuff. Man, it's going to be a party there. Time to come out to Hawaii, boys, for a visit. Yeah, it was pricing tickets seven hundred fifty dollars for me to get out there. Yeah, maybe maybe no a, maybe a twenty twenty trip. Twenty nineteen's a write off for me already. Yeah, well, we'll be here hopefully. Yeah, I know. I maybe twenty thirty for me. Twenty thirty. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be really good friends by then, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be old friends by then. <laughs> I still got a lot of friends and family who've never made it out here. It's a long way. Really? Yeah. Actually, it is a long way, especially if you're on the East Coast. Yeah. When we go back to Chicago, I, I think it was 4000 bucks for airfare and a car rental Holy for cow. our family. So, you know, my wife, her family's from Chicago, too. So when we go back, at least we only have to go back and visit at one spot. But so far, we've been going like every four years or so. We'll go back to visit. Man, that's crazy. Mm. You guys are both from Chicago? Yes. Mm -hmm. Did you meet there, though? Because you weren't living there. Yeah, we met in um, Chicago. The Marines and stuff, So, so I came oh, out. Okay. I, I wound up out here in Hawaii um, from working on the ships as a merchant Marine. And I, right. I had met my wife before that. We were dating. And then she came out here after I was here for maybe six months or so. And so we lived on Kauai first. Then we got married there, and after after a couple of kids, they're looking for a place to buy. And Kauai is super expensive. I think the median home price is um, like six hundred, seven hundred thousand. So there's some places on Big Island where I live where you could buy a brand new house on an acre for like a hundred fifty thousand. So I said, "We're packing up. We're moving to Big Island," and we did. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's good. I mean, you got a good job. Like that's that's all a guy really wants. Right. Yeah. Right. Good job. And I I remember on the show that got erased, we talked about the lava a little bit too. So right. how we were kind of close to that, but that's all over with. Um. So I guess that's all we have to say about that. Lava's finished. <laughs> <laughs> Show's over, boys. Go Show's home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yep. I mean, I really love it out here. 
It's always nice to go back and visit the mainland, though. Go go back to Chicago. I always have a great time when I go back and see family and friends. I kind of got the nice. idea for the dark room by um, on one of my trips to Chicago because Chicago has a community dark room. And so when I was there, I stopped by and developed some negatives that I took on the trip and made a print. And I thought, man, this is so cool. I would love to have something like this to to out in Hawaii to go to. And so I think that must have been about six years ago. And the idea just kept grinding and turning over in my head. Man, I wish I had this out here. I wish it. I said, you know what? Why yeah. not just make it happen? If you want it, do it. Right? So Yeah. That's where I got the idea from anyway. Man, that's just awesome. Yeah. Man, that was a lot of fun talking with you, boys. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah, this. Appreciate you coming on. We'll have to have you on again soon, though. Yeah. See how the the dark room's going. I yeah, hope we'll to meet you all in person one day. And yeah, yeah, totally. Whether it's oh, yeah, here or that. out there, wherever. I feel like we have, which is weird. You know, Thomas, when like we my, were chat, that would be weird. We were communicating my, quite a bit when you were setting up your dark room, so <laughs> we were good chat buddies for a period there. Yeah. <laughs> my mind right now is like scrambling for the memory of where I met Mike in person. <laughs> the first time you met him. And it's like it's like that that didn't happen yet. <laughs> That's so bizarre. Yeah, it'll happen. Uh, yep. Right on. Right on. So this has been episode thirty seven of Graincast TV. Tonight we had our special and very welcome guest, Mike Caputo. Well, it was a pretty good story parts anyways <laughs> <laughs> and cody hey and thomas see y'all later this is ray signing off that about does her we did it wraps her all up as the feller says and it was a pretty good story and in english too <laughs> hardly any slurs <laughs> talking to some rich folks that you know Well, I hope you don't see me in my ragged company. All that you know, I could never be alone. That's the uh, outro for the Big Lebowski, by the way. <laughs> oh. <laughs>